Hi there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Student Life Podcast. Even though we are still in a pandemic and need to stay safe, here in Maastricht we can slowly start connecting to people and culture in real life again. In this podcast we dive into this topic and we also talk about some concerts and activities that are being organized both online and offline. Next up are the high music concerts that Daniel organizes. He tells us more about this throughout this episode. And the next one takes place on Wednesday, the 2nd of December. So if you want to get a ticket for his concerts or if you are listening after the 2nd and you want to check out the next dates, find Euphonia Concerts on Facebook, Instagram or their website euphoniaconcerten.com. Links are also in the description of this episode, so check them out. For the Energizer event in January, you can also still claim your spot. Find more information about the workshops and the Energizer talks in the Student Life Coaching Instagram community or via my website vankancoaching.com. And remember, you can always DM me for more information or if you just want to have a chat. Enjoy this episode, stay safe and remember to appreciate all the musicians and the cultural activities around. So also people can, you know, can enjoy like uh, not only the artistic side of the of a composer, but also the human side. What do I actually want to do? Or is there maybe something I've always wanted to do and I never had time for and now there's nothing but time, so. That we need to make culture relevant for yeah. people. They need to feel related to culture. You are listening to the Student Life Podcast. I am Katinka van Kan, a student life coach, and in this podcast I discuss different topics and challenges around life as a student. And I do this with students, teachers, and other professionals. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Student Life Podcast. This Student Life Podcast, we will talk about cultural activities during the pandemic. How can we still experience culture and cultural activities is culture still there for us and how did this scene adapt to this situation? With me today to talk about cultural activities during the pandemic is Danielle. Welcome, Danielle. Thank uh, you. Before we go into our conversation, what should we know about you? Well, I'm just a uh, graduate from my studies in music in the Conservatory of Maastricht. This was in July. I'm from Mexico and Nicaragua, from both countries. Ooh, nice. And, yeah. <laughs> and, well, I think that's the most important to know about me for for now all right we'll take it from there we're going to talk about culture during the pandemic uh, can you tell me why this topic interests you so much well i see it from two points of view like from the artist point of view i'm, I'm a musician and also from listener or culture consumer mm. and from the point of view as, a, as an artist of course this pandemic is the, it has so, show us that we need to evolutionate like we need to grow up and to think on ways to to get closer to our audience and to make new audiences and from the point of view as a consumer so it's like okay there were so many activities before the pandemic and then in march everything stopped so how can i fill my time now where do i look for activities where do i look for tours from concerts so that's why I was, I was, I'm very interested in this topic. Yeah, awesome. So let's back it up a bit. You already said the, p- uh, the lockdown started in March. So that was here in the Netherlands in March. I think it was the 17th. We went into that lockdown. Everything stopped for a moment. How was that for you as a musician, as somebody that is so involved in culture? What happened back then? Well, as many other musicians, I had some concerts planned 
and everything stopped. Like two weeks before the lockdown here in the Netherlands, it was everything like, ah, okay, maybe we will we will make it. We still don't know. But yeah, like one week before, we already knew that everything would stop because they were already canceling concerts around the world. And also you were seeing like also here in Europe, the neighbors countries, they were canceling all the activities. So yeah, we already knew that everything would stop. But yeah, it's also a big problem with the income because yeah. of course we didn't receive uh, that income anymore. And also, well, what is next now? Because at that moment we didn't know how much it would last. So, okay, they stopped, but at the first time I remember it was like uh, one month, I, say, I think they said, for Oreca and everything. And well, it was like, okay, one month is yeah. okay, no? <laughs> but and here we are, in the here we it's are. almost December now. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, I did remember at the beginning that we were making maybe jokes about it, like, okay, maybe this is the virus that will make the, uh, the world stop. And yeah, it's not that joke, it's true. Yeah, not anymore. I mean, I remember I had a meeting the other day and I had to look through my inbox and I found a, an email there with some workshops of mine that were canceled in March. Mm -hmm. And then the response was like, we'll see in, in April or maybe in May we'll do them. And now it's December and yeah, that did, it still, yeah, still not there. So a lot has changed. When that happened, you already said I lost all my work, all the concerts, of course, which is your income. What did you see change at that moment uh, for you because in March we were still thinking we're gonna postpone it and that didn't happen lockdown took longer how was that for you as a musician and as somebody that is so involved in yeah your life is culture right well for me in my personal experience at that moment I was uh, preparing my exam for the graduate so I would say like from March to um, yeah to July it was like okay I was busy like thinking like preparing my exam and watching a lot of videos of digital concerts also that something that I think is very good about this pandemic is like a push artist to go more on digital platforms yeah so now I think it's more easier to find them maybe before was okay yeah you, you need to be to be really in the place to go and listen an amazing musician sorry if I'm talking about just music but this you know is what I do so I always go there but I think that makes it uh, easier in this way because we need uh, the audience so there were so many new alternatives to get in touch with artists so we could easily find their content and listen to live concerts, listen operas. Also, well, in my case, I start reading way more than before. And theater also, I found some streamings where maybe before I wouldn't have time to, to watch them. So some things were good. It's a lot more exposure that we got online. Like you said, you don't have to wait for your concert to be in town. You can still see it. So the accessibility is definitely a positive. Yes. But then you were still working towards graduating. You graduated now, so that did it also happen online? Yeah, usually you in music you make a recital and that's the exam. And also in my case I was doing my master research and also everything you need to do in front of a jury. So yeah, we did it everything was online or digital. So it was different because you don't have this pressure I would say, like uh, you know, all the excitement when you are going to perform. And when you are going to talk to a jury to talk about your yeah. research, so you don't have this excitement so much because, okay, you know, I can record it again. Yeah, it was more relaxing in a way, but also more pressure because then you wanted to be more perfect, uh, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. You're not satisfied. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it's very different. And then you are able to listen back to it. Yes, exactly. And then you want to do it again and again. And yeah. Again. And, and 
I mean, I think in that case, you need to put a limit, like, okay, to say, I will do it just three times yeah. or four. It doesn't matter how many times, but to establish a limit, of, because otherwise you will keep recording. Yeah. <laughs> and recording no, exactly. and recording and recording. And it's like... No end to that. Yeah, exactly. Because as humans, I think we are always looking for something better, no? So every time we said, okay, maybe it's not good enough. We c I can do it better this time. Yeah, absolutely. So then you graduated and the plan was for you as a musician to go into this cultural scene, maybe travel the world. I don't know what your plans were, but we are still not completely out of the lockdown. There's still no events going on anywhere in the world right now. What does that cultural world look like? Well, now it's difficult because yeah, usually you graduate and then you, you start engaging with, with projects to play, maybe to go as a musician to play auditions for orchestras to get a job, but yeah, most of them are cancelled. And if they are still open, maybe in two weeks they will be cancelled yeah. because there is not a lot of uh, uncertainty about what is going to happen. You don't know when we will go on another lockdown or when they will take uh, new measures. So I think now the problem is, okay, we can make our own projects, but in the back of our head we are always thinking like, okay, maybe it's going to be cancelled. We don't know what is going to happen. Yeah, I want to take a moment to talk about this uncertainty that you mentioned, because I feel that very much. I mean, I have my business and, and every week it's something else and we're allowed to do something. And then two weeks later, oh no, hold up, <laughs> it's not going well with the, with the virus, so take it back and we're more into a lockdown. What I also see, or what I've noticed now, is that not a lot is being organized anymore. I think what you saw in March is that everybody kind of panicked and we have to survive and we want culture to be there, but also businesses and cultural activities. So everything went online and people were very creative with online concerts or streaming or I don't know podcasts online or whatever there was but now if I look at my Facebook agenda there's barely anything there so people also I feel like people gave up on doing things online and are more in like a waiting kind of vibe to see whenever we are allowed to do something we'll do something again but for right now why bother do you feel that as well well right now I would say like yeah maybe it's, there is not so much happening I think because of the weather, because, for example, during the summer, it was possible in July already to organize concerts, always taking into account the one and a half meter distance, open, open concerts, you know, yeah. outside. The weather was good, so it was right. possible to do it. we had an amazing it. lockdown. It was six months of summer here. Uh -huh, exactly. Usually we're happy with three weeks here in the Netherlands, three <laughs> weeks of sun and everybody's celebrating, but we've, ha we've had, a, I mean, weather-wise, we had an amazing year. Yeah, in that uh, extent, yeah, we were lucky. So during summer, it was possible to organize activities and to take care of our audiences. But now, well, it's not winter yet, but it's already... Winter is coming. Yeah, winter <laughs> is coming, so it's already quite cold. So it's not possible to do this anymore. So I think now, now in this moment, for example, for big theaters, it's very difficult because it's only allowed 30 people at this moment into the theaters. And then it's not, uh, yeah, it's not profitable or maybe it's not worth it to prepare rehearsals with a big orchestra for 30 people. That's why I think I cannot assure that it's like that. But if you see on the websites of Concertgebouw here in Breitov, everything is cancelled till the end of the year. Yeah. So I would say we need to look now for smaller venues. I'm organizing now concerts in the Celebruderskapelle in Maastricht. And we are lucky because it's a small venue and the amount of people that we can gather there, it's worth it yeah. in, in a way. That sounds great. 
actually, if you can still do that. So, I mean, we went into the first lockdown. We recently had a second one. It was just a few weeks. Now we're getting out of that again. So small concerts like you're organizing are possible again. But a third lockdown is still kind of a possibility, maybe. How are we still able to enjoy culture right now? I love culture in any way. doesn't matter what it is. Music, dancing, uh, paintings. I love everything. But where do we go? Yeah, that's a great question indeed. <laughs> I wish I had the answer. I mean, for example... Um, I would just say, like, if you want to go to places, maybe look for artists. There are many small culture centers here uh, here in Maastricht, in the Netherlands, around, where you can see what is their agenda. And usually they are still going on. Mm-hmm. So there are some that are cancelled. But I think most of them are still, like, trying to keep their doors open. At this moment, I don't think it's just a matter of uh, keep the the income. It's just like to keep the the industry, the culture uh, moving and alive because we cannot just like, okay, close everything and let's wait until everything is activated again. We need to do something just to keep in touch with people because this is very important. Like people, they should know that we are still there, that we are still working to give some amusement to give some enjoyment something that they can they can fill their lives with yeah exactly i was thinking the same thing because we're talking a lot about supporting your local entrepreneurs and supporting your local business and support local restaurants but we also need to support our local culture to start with and culture worldwide after that do you feel like we maybe forget that because if you ask 30 euros for a concert ticket then that's already quickly people find that expensive but then we do go for the 40 euro takeaway because we want our restaurant to be there in a few months but it's the same with the cultural industries right we need to support these organizations these artists to make sure that the culture is still there once we come out of a lockdown yeah i would say like this is what you said about the perception of mm. the ba- value of culture in general and uh, if you compare with the perception of value for other kind of uh, activities yeah it's a big gap i think there but the, yeah this is not because of the pandemic this comes from before way before and of course there are people who are very interested in culture and they don't mind to pay like 40 euros for a ticket in Concertgebouw for example in in Amsterdam but yeah for other people they think it's a, it's a lot right yeah. so i think in this topic it's our labor the labor of artists that we need to make culture relevant for yeah. people They need to feel related to culture, especially, I, I think, young generations. They need to feel like um, they can relate to what they are listening, to what they are watching, speaking about theater, cinema, uh, music. Well, in my case, cl- classical music. I think this is where we need to work a lot. Yeah, I feel that, and I agree with that this is not something new, but I do feel like it gets enhanced, this problem, with the pandemic and everything that's going on. And I'm also wondering why, because you do see that right now the need is there. Everybody's looking for activities. Everybody gets depressed and anxious because there's no place to go and there's no music to listen to and there's no live concerts and there's no theater or movies. That's all part of culture. It's gone now and it, it hurts people. So do you think that if we come out of this lockdown, are there opportunities there or maybe are there opportunities now for artists like you to make sure that you provide people with this culture, but also that we finally get how important it actually is? Yeah, I think now is perfect time to look for those people, you know, because people is, lo- is looking for something to do. As you said, everything is closed and uh, I'm pretty sure that most of the people don't want to spend most of their time just uh, watching Netflix. Maybe a lot of time, but not most of the time. 
I don't think anybody really wants it, but it just happens. Yeah, to it us, just right? happens. Netflix just happens to us. Exactly. But I think if you have other options, you will rather to take those options. Because, yeah, of course, everyone enjoys a weekend watching new movies or series. But at some point, it becomes boring, no? Mm. And then it's when we artists, we need to find ways to reach these people that maybe in the past, they were not related to cultural activities. But it's now when we need to show them, like, this is also interesting and you will get a lot of, uh, you will see a lot of value on it. A good point in, in history to... Yeah, to do something about it. Yeah, awesome. Let's talk a bit specifically about you as an artist. And maybe for all the artists that are listening or all the musicians that are listening, what have been the biggest opportunities that this pandemic and the lockdowns and, you know, this whole situation has given you? I think now we are less busy. So we have more time to think about personal projects and uh, what we want to do for people. And maybe so a little holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as an entrepreneur, I felt that in March where I was like, oh my God, I'm forced into a holiday, which was mentally very good for me, physically as well. Uh -huh. And I talk to a lot of musicians, I know a lot of musicians, and I think that is a really big plus that has been given to us that we were forced to press the pause button for a second. Yeah, this is very good indeed. Uh, because then you are more calm. You know, when you are more in peace, I think your your creativity is enhanced. You think way better. You think in uh, and more opportunities because what you were taking for for granted is already gone yeah i think it's a good good starting point to uh, start thinking okay let's forget about uh, you get anxious probably some yeah, yeah. sometimes we do but uh in the moments when we are calm uh, so we can think about what can i do that i enjoy a lot and i think it's going to be nice to see for for people for the audience so i think the good parts of the of this uh, situation is that, that we have more time, we are more relaxed, and then uh, we can become more creative. Also to grow yourself, to start reading more, find other hobbies or other interests, yeah. or maybe something that you didn't have time to do before, now we have time now. Yeah, get more connected to yourself. It's also something I experience in all this time, that because there's more time and you know you have nothing to do or the things that you normally do are just not there anymore, that gives you a moment to reflect on what do I actually want to do? Or is there maybe something I've always wanted to do and I never had time for and now there's nothing but time, so I can start on, on new projects or like I started sewing clothes because that's something I've been thinking about for 15 years and never never done it because there's never time but now this was a moment where that was possible and you can start experimenting with these things and yeah discovering maybe new things in life so you are organizing you are organizing activities right now yes I'm very lucky yeah. because thanks to this time like everything stopped I was invited with a friend to play a digital concert a small small concert in the Celebrudelskapel here in Maastricht And then after that, I thought, okay, maybe we can like organize something. I talked with the manager there. And then, uh, yeah, he allowed us to each month to organize concerts. So I called them high music concert series. Mm -hmm. We were lucky that uh, we started in September. So in September, uh, it was possible. In last month, in October, we were afraid that uh, because there was a conference before, yeah. like one week, one week before, if I remember, they all reopened the theater. So we were yeah. able to go on with the concert. Yeah, and the idea of this concert indeed is like to, what I was talking about, to find new ways to reach people. I don't want to follow 
to do the concerts in the in the normal way. You go to concerts, you sit in your in your seat. Most of the time, you sit and then the music starts, right? Like you see, like uh, the artist coming on a stage, and that's all. And you just listen, you clap, and then it's done. The artist bow, then you go. Well, of course, well after the concert, there is uh, always gathering and there is time to socialize. But, but in not this, anymore. yeah, well, <laughs> this is something I really miss. You know, like uh, not only for concerts but for everything. Yeah, to be together with people. It's really hard for for artists, I think. Like we can do online concerts, but uh, the, we are not talk to your fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Luckily, this is temporary, so we will at some point we will go back to what it was before. Yeah, this is a very important part of the full concert experience. I imagine it's the same for other cultural activities. So you decided to organize concerts and do it a bit different. Yeah, so the idea is like um, we are organized concerts with different chamber music groups, like with different instruments, because I think that people find that very attractive to see different instruments, to see, okay, this instrument is with this sound, with this timbre. And also to uh, make a small explanations of the music. Yeah. Because I think, as I said before, the problem is like a lot of people don't feel related to the music. But then if we can show them what they can listen in the music, what are the, the meanings of the sounds, there is something already more interesting to listen to rather than just listen beautiful music. If you already know, like, oh, okay, this melody is uh, very important and it's always present in a piece of music, it becomes more interesting because it's more challenging because you pay more attention now. This is the idea I had for, for this series of concerts. Like, uh, there is a storyteller and she explained a bit of the pieces, also comments some, of, some things about the composer's life. So also people can you know can enjoy like uh, not only the artistic side of the of a composer but also the human side because yeah we are every, everyone composer we are we are human beings and we have like funny funny anecdotes. That's what you were talking about earlier that making that music or classical music in your case come alive more and get that connection more to us as human beings i can imagine that that would also make classical music more attractive for younger people that now maybe have the idea of it being boring especially like you said if you have to sit down and listen to it for an hour and then you're allowed to clap and then you have to listen for another hour you're allowed to clap and then you have to leave yeah <laughs> that doesn't sound very attractive for young people but if you get more of a storyline and maybe some visuals and know who created this music i mean i love classical music but also because i went to the conservatory for a year and i know a lot about the music history and all you know if you go way back like mozart and stuff like that i know all the backgrounds and the stories and that's what makes the music come to life way more and then it's it's a whole experience and it's not just sitting there and listening to something you maybe don't get yeah, exactly. That's the idea. Like uh, what everything that we call classical music, it was mm. the popular music. It was the pop yeah, yeah, exactly. of that time. Oh, yeah. They were the big hits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles of the 1600s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, that's the idea. Like this project is mo mainly focusing young generations, but of course everyone is welcome. And yeah, in the concert we have seen people from all backgrounds and they have enjoyed it a lot. But it's that, like, to show that, okay, this is interesting. It's not uh, just to sit and to listen to longer pieces of music because, yeah, usually they are longer than nowadays pop songs, no? Like, yeah. most of them, yeah. four minutes and that's all, where sometimes you need to listen for 20 minutes another kind of music. But the thing is, like, to find the interesting point, to show, okay, this is, it goes, it's like a travel, you know? It's like yeah. a movie. A movie lasts journey. two hours. It's a journey, <laughs> exactly. 
and, and usually you find out that you ended up in the same place where you started. <laughs> I think it's amazing that you're organizing these concerts and the way that you, I mean, you graduated as a musician, you graduated in a pandemic. That's something that nobody could have ever imagined how that would be. So I have a lot of respect of how you're handling things and the way that you're picking up these these challenges, but especially the opportunities behind them. I think that's uh, that's amazing. Last notes, what would you like to say to all the listeners, students, graduates <laughs> in Maastricht, <laughs> musicians around, people that love and enjoy and miss culture? What would you want them to know? Well, uh, first of all, that we are still there. <laughs> like uh, there are still uh, activities, less activities, of course, but there are both like some live activities and a lot of online alternatives also. Yeah. We haven't given up and we are always like trying to get in touch with more people. So we just hope uh, this is going to be over yeah, soon, we hope. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. But, uh, it has yes. to be over someday, right? Yeah, it has to be over. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to say to them, like, enjoy still th this time and try to find these uh, cultural activities, uh, in, my, in this case music, find the online concerts, some cultural activities happening in your city, in the small cities also. We'll look for the small venues. I think this is a, a very good, good yeah. alternati alternative. And organize something yourself. I mean, I'm organizing an event in January, the Energizer event, actually here in the venue where we're recording right now. And yeah, it's different to organize an event with workshops, with Energizer talks and stuff like that. But it is still possible. And yeah, we exactly. Might, we might be in a lockdown. If we're in a lockdown, it's going to be postponed. But maybe maybe we're not. And then we've organized an event, right? <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. I, I think because of this uncertainty, it's also a maybe a more exciting, no? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. And everybody I talk to is interested. And I'm obviously creating the content and everything and talking to the people that are going to give workshops or going to do things at the event. But it makes me very excited because already I am starting to connect to people again. Mm -hmm. I also miss people a lot. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a coach and, and I socialize all day, every day. That's what I do for a living, talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> and I miss it so much. And also, you know, on, on the one hand, things like we, we talked about, the cultural activities, but also things like that. And I feel like we need it. Everybody really needs it to connect to fellow entrepreneurs, fellow students, fellow teachers, just people. And thinking about something like that, it, it already excites me a lot. It gives me a lot of energy. It gives me a lot of positivity. It's something to look forward to because I also feel like that's what we're missing now. Normally, I have the summer and then I know I'm going to go to this festival and I'm going to go to that concert. And even though it's like six months away, it gives you excitement. Yes. And we don't have that anymore because it's like, meh. I mean, there might be something next year, but nobody knows. And because a lot of organizations stopped organizing things, we have nothing to look forward to. And then, I mean, it's going to be a tough winter if we get stuck in that energy, right? Yes, yeah, that's true. But, well, you mentioned, okay, maybe, maybe not, we are not looking for, at this moment, for a specific activity, mm -hmm. but everyone is, is waiting for the moment the situation is over. When everything opens so up again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, when everything opens up. So I think, like, this is a very good thing because everything will go back but we're stronger you know like yeah. um with more excitement yeah. you know because yeah finally we are here again like a you know a long distance relationship <laughs> yeah yeah no, kind of kind it of. does <laughs> kind of feel like that and it's gonna be amazing once we meet again yes danielle thank you for this conversation well maybe uh, if you want to come play a concert at the energizer event feel welcome we can have a chat about that if you want to I want to thank you very much for coming here, sharing all your knowledge about how 
culture and musicians are doing in this pandemic and in and out of the lockdown and all the situations here. Thank you for all the tips and uh, I hope to talk to you soon and enjoy one of your concerts. Thank you, Katinka. And uh, well, I would like to also invite people to the next concert of High Music. Yeah, drop some socials. Yes, <laughs> it's, uh, you can find information on uh, Facebook, on Euphonia Book your, your Concert. There you will find all the information about uh, next concerts. Next concert is next week on the 2nd of December. It's, there is a live and online session at uh, 7 and 8.30. Yeah, of course, we are respecting all the all the measures, 30 people maximum, including musicians. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, including musicians and, also, of course, uh, wearing the mouth mask. And also, you can find uh, in the website, it's euphoniaconcerten.com. Yeah, if you feel like, just drop by and we hope you, you will find it interesting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I will write it down in the descriptions also for everybody that's listening later on. Maybe the 2nd of December has been already if you're listening to this. Uh, but I will make sure that uh, all the information and all the channels are in there. Thank you, Katinka. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. I'll listen to you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Student Life Podcast. Do you know another topic that you feel needs to be discussed? Or is there maybe a challenge in your student life you would like to talk about? Well, don't wait any longer and get in touch with me. You can send an email to info at vancancoaching.com or find Student Life Coaching on Instagram and Facebook. And maybe I will talk to you in the next episode of the Student Life Podcast.